All right. That's Tyler O. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We tried an intro a few weeks ago and it didn't work. That's all right. Um, welcome to Ronos. My name is Tyler O. What's your name? Um, I was going to try and come up with like a nifty name, but it's just Hannah Rowe. It's just Hannah Rowe. Well, kind of. Yes, it's technically legally Hannah Johnston because I have not changed my name yet. Yeah. I'll do that this summer when I have some free time. Okay. It's a whole process. It kind of is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Or, I mean, you really don't have to legally change it if you don't I know, but I like going by Hannah Rowe and being called a name versus your legal name. Like, I can't even imagine people who, like, legally try and change their name and stuff. First name, you know, Mm. more than just last name. It's just a hassle. Yeah. Um, I can't say I've ever tried to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I am currently trying to change the name of an LLC and that's (laughs) it's kind of difficult um so you know i'm gonna have to get my my debit card remade and like that's pretty Mm. much it (laughs) that's pretty much it not your license your social security number your passport and Mm -hmm, literally mm -hmm. all banking and loan information and everything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. okay yeah so sure again you don't have to do it it's okay you don't i mean i know it's up to you that's why i haven't done it yeah (laughs) yeah give me time and i'll never do anything um all right first of all how was your week it's thursday night it was a long week yeah i last friday the end of the week i started feeling a little under the weather started picking up what the kids in my classroom were finally giving to me Mm -hmm. try my best to stay away but there's only so much you can do Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um starting to feel under the weather and then try to beat it Whenever yeah. I feel just a little bit of it, I always like <coughs> OD on vitamin C and zinc yeah. tablets. And for like the first three days, I do like twice as much as I'm supposed to take mm-hmm. and then do a normal amount. And You it, crank some vitamin C tablets. It, it's You know what? Whenever I mean, I'm like proactive like that, I get like very mild symptoms and it's gone within a week. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, tomorrow will be a week and I feel like I'm almost over it. I only have like mm-hmm. a day or two left of it. So, um yeah, it was just whenever I get sick like this, like a head cold and stuff, I'm always just very fatigued. Yeah. Like, even if my other symptoms aren't super bad, like, I'm fine, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm always just very tired. And I feel like I need a lot of sleep to catch up on that, and I just have not been getting that sleep this week. So. Yeah. Um, That's partially my fault. I kept you up real late on Sunday. We were at a wedding yes. on Sunday again. Working at another wedding doing video. We got home not too late. I mean, mm-hmm. what, 10.30 or so? Something uh, like we that. We got home at like 9.30, but then you made me watch House of the Dragon with you. Okay, until yeah. Until 10.30 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It was the season finale of House of the Dragon. If you haven't seen any of it or any Game of Thrones, I recommend it just like pretty much everyone else. But uh, if it wasn't the season finale, we probably could have waited a day, but... I don't it's know. All, I didn't want to be behind a, and get it spoiled and, yeah, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah, always intense, so you know there would be spoilers the next day. Yeah. It's just like with, um, with like, reality TV spoilers. Mm. People love being spoiled on yeah. what's going to happen on, like, The Bachelor. And I guess there's I some... I kind of like it sometimes, but... I just... I don't know. I don't get it. I guess there's one specific guy that spoils The Bachelor or that knows what happens somehow. He has that like some inside information on The Bachelor and Bachelorette every season. Oh, I don't and know. He, there, I can't remember their so name. There's so many different accounts that pop up on like my Explore page mm-hmm. whenever the season's going on. Mm-hmm. So 
don't know. Most people get to it. I'll have to find the guy. I have to find their name, but um, but it's also different because that show is recorded like three months ahead of when it's airing. Yeah, so, that's and they're true. real people, so like yeah, if they you're somehow out to keep about, that a secret. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of easier to spoil stuff like that. And sometimes they do a terrible job because they'll be out with somebody like in some kind of romantic fashion, and then you're like, oh, okay, so now I know how how it went. The risk reward of going on that show. Mm-hmm. is is just not enough i don't think mm. it's just not like a possible percentage of becoming famous your marriage is the marriage is not real that's not gonna mo- it doesn't 99% work 99 percent of the chance of all the people that go on it it's not gonna happen it's all completely fake as yeah, it's pretty bad chad Colchin talks about i this. still need to watch them yeah there's a another um podcast that we listen to with this guy chad colchin who actually for years now has been breaking down the bachelor he i think his show not the one that we listen to but a different one is called game of roses and he treats it as if it is like a a literal sports game with he has statistics of the players and all this stuff and he said he he currently has and has had the last couple seasons active players that he has put in the game yeah, and trained has, them on how to win. I don't know if he has a book or whatever, but it's how to mm-hmm. win the bachelor or Oh yeah, I think it is a book. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there was a guy that was caught with all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff like that and I think that I, I think he was one I think that has, yeah, I think that has something to do with it. But anyways, um I don't know what we were talking about we were talking before about but how you made me stay up late yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> on Sunday. I made House Hannah stay up late for House of the Dragon on Sunday after we had been in a wedding all day. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it was worth it. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I just, it's one of those things where all, every day this week, I've been planning to get into bed by mm. 9 p.m. and then being asleep by 10 is my mm-hmm. goal. And Doesn't then happen. I always end up getting in bed by 10 and then can't fall asleep. And it's mm. just, yeah. I've been just a couple hours short every night to be yeah. able, especially like, normally that would be fine. But just with my cold right now, I just need that yeah, extra that's true. hours. But. All right, well, what's your uh, row nose this week? What do you know? Um, I just figured it out like 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. That tends to I, happen. I, When we first started, I came up with a list and had a bunch of row nose, and now it's when we decide to podcast, I'm like, shoot, I got to figure out what my row nose is. Mm-hmm. So I told you it's going to be real short and simple. Sure. Because it's your row It's what you know. You make it I as know, long as you want. But it's just what came to my mind when I could think of nothing else. Mm-hmm. And that's you. What? <laughs> what about me? You kind of got nervous there. For a like, oh God. Um, my row nose is. I know I love you. Oh. I mean, I'm not trying That's to be happy so sweet. and sweet and whatever, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. You're great. Yeah. And I love you. Well, that's very nice. Also, it's... put a little happy mood before we get spooky. Oh yeah, we're getting spooky today. Um, well, that's nice. I love you too. The last couple months have been crazy, yeah. for all kinds of reasons, but mm-hmm. just mostly schedule wise and. All that stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Fall is like, you know, after football ends for me is when I feel like we really get to catch up a lot. And, you know, this weekend we get to do some family stuff, get to go trick-or-treating with the nephews and all that good stuff, which will be fun. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I've missed you for the last few months. Oh. Even though we get to do – we do this every week and it it really helps being able to make sure that we we keep that line of communication open. But – you know, it's just, it definitely is different not being able to be around you as much and actually do things with you other than like 
watch Jeopardy and cook dinner, you know, <laughs> which those are great. I love doing that, but I also like to it's do different. more things. Yeah. yeah, it's just a little different. So, yeah. so um, I know I love you. Yeah, I That's love all. you. Um, What's yours? We're married. If you didn't, if you oh, didn't yeah. know that, um, mine is that not not quite as a positive one. Okay. Um, <laughs> people are lazy as shit, and yeah. I th- I was telling you about this earlier today. If if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Um, I say this every episode. I'm gonna say it every episode because it's always that's what I do all day. Is like. I go shoot real estate. So why don't you just say I'm going to a real estate shoot instead of I'm going to a shoot and then people will kind of get it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to a real estate shoot, which today was kind of weird because I was shooting a bunch of rental properties for this one person. And so they were kind of taking me all over this downtown area of Columbus. And, uh, you know, there was like 12 of them. There's Mm -hmm. a bunch of them today, which isn't normal. It's usually like four or five, you know, just individual houses owned by separate people or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually my experience with going to those houses is the homeowner obviously is the one that lives there. And rental properties, the the, the owner of the home or unit or whatever it is doesn't live there. Mm -hmm. It's just a, it's a tenant. So, um, homeowners that actually live in the home take care of it you know for the most part yeah it's theirs yeah it's theirs they have to you know they're trying to make a profit off of this they're trying to sell it now that they don't want to live there anymore or whatever they want to move and the going to shoot a rental property with just like a tenant in there Mm -hmm. is so significantly different and i hate it because you are with the um the with the property manager usually and the property manager and managers and tenants in these situations don't get along. Mm. They straight up, they don't like each other. Like the rent is always fluctuating and like, <clears throat> I don't know. It just seems like very unregulated in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so that re- that relationship is just not good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so anyways, I say all that to say I get to this house and the woman wasn't, the tenant wasn't supposed to be there. So somebody else was there to let us in and all this stuff. And we get there and the person who was there to let us in was like, oh, well, the, the tenant is here. She came home from work early because she's not feeling well. And we're like, whatever, that's fine. You know, whatever room she's in, we'll just switch when we go to shoot that room. It literally takes like 30 seconds to photograph a bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's just boom, one corner, or the other corner. That's pretty much it. And so I get upstairs. I mean, this whole unit probably takes 10 to 15 minutes to shoot. It's very quick. I get upstairs and go to the room that she's in last and... um. <clears throat> she's just in there. I, I like kind of peek in the door to see if I can be like, Hey, I need to shoot this room. She's out cold, Dead like just sprawled out on the bed. Not even like, you know, not even like curled up asleep or something. <laughs> she's just ugly sleeping flat on her back. And so I go downstairs and talk to like the property manager and the guy. And they're like, I was like, yeah, she's like knocked out on the bed. So the guy who let us in, he goes up there. He's like, I'll get her out. And then after a few minutes, she won't, leave she won't get out of the bed she's awake but refusing yes she is refusing to get out of bed and after a few minutes the guy goes uh you can just shoot it she'll just be in the photos i'm like no that's the craziest say that i don't know that's the craziest thing i've heard a lot of crazy things in this job like people just say like off the wall shit to me all the time and i see a lot of crazy things Mm because i'm in other people's homes where they live and 
he was just like, yeah, she'll just kind of be in it on the bed. I'm like, was he expecting you to Photoshop her out or anything or just have? Nope. There's just I don't even think this guy knows what Photoshop is. You know what I mean? Like he's old. He was old. That's even worse. And so the, the guy was like, yeah, she'll just be in it. And I'm like, okay, first of all, they're trying to sell this. So I don't want this pissed off. Yeah, I don't want this like sick ass lady. Just sprawled out on a bed in the middle of the shot. So there's the, there's the aspect that like it looks terrible, and then it's I'm pretty sure illegal. Yeah. To have people in the photos, or any or it's not illegal to have like personal items in it, but that's more for like security reasons to yeah. take any like family photos or mm-hmm. anything off the walls. But like you as a living person are not allowed to be in the photos. Mm. So, you know get get the hell out of the way and I, I just really couldn't believe that he just the guy just gave up and was like no she'll just be just in it and i'm like no can't do that so um lazy like i i, I get that she's sick i i'm all for being very understanding that someone's mm-hmm. not feeling well but like if you know yeah you're you're not like actively on your deathbed or anything you're fine she mm-hmm. got up and walked out eventually yeah. like Okay, you're fine. She did ask what day it is. <laughs> she, sure she's he okay. was like, "What do you mean?" She was like, "What day of the week is it?" He's like, "It's Thursday. It's still Thursday. <laughs> you haven't been sleeping for more than 24 hours." <laughs> Does she think that she like woke up on different days? She yeah. slept so hard. She was like, "Oh, I must have been out for for three days." I'm like, "No, no, no." It was like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like she got home like two hours. She was she was probably asleep for like two hours. And she was like, what day is it? Same day, same afternoon that, you know. Hey, I feel that sometimes. I, so. I mean, I do get it a little bit. But anyways, that's my Runos. People people can be lazy, but you know. Get out of the photo. If you're selling your house, don't be in the photos. Not allowed. Um, this doing... Saturday is Halloween. Well, trick or treat. Monday is actual Halloween day. Oh, it is? Yes, we talked oh, about hell. this like two no. podcasts okay. ago. <laughs> now, okay, we did. Now it's clicking. It is clicking. For some reason, I kept hearing that like this Saturday was Halloween. From who? I th- I could have sworn I heard it on like ESPN, like Ohio State plays on Saturday, and they're like, oh, Halloween game or whatever. Maybe just because it's Halloween weekend. Oh, I guess I, I mean, don't know. Whatever it was, I took it the as the twenty seventh. So it's Thursday. The, so you the, figured <laughs> that out. Halloween's yeah. not on the 29th? No, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, hand up. That's my bad. Um, so anyway. Halloween, so Trick or Treat is on Saturday over that we're going to with our nephews. Um, when the day this comes out is actually Halloween, Halloween which day. makes this way better than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, that's the whole reason why I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> I anyway, get it now. No, I get I'm on board. We're doing a spooky cast. We're doing spooky cast. Spooky stories. All real, by the way, not made up. Yeah, these are all real stories. I think you have some from your dad. Yes, the stories I will be telling are my father's stories because Fud. they're just way worse than whatever I've experienced. They're in, they're really insane. Yeah. it. He told me around like a fire at at the farm at yeah, your grandparents farm loves doing like around campfire type thing yeah 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 um and he's he's skeptical like he's not necessarily that's what a, makes these intense is he grew yeah. up in a very religious home and you know there's satan there's a devil don't mess with it ghosts aren't real you know whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. so any paranormal type things that's made up that's not real mm-hmm. very big skeptic so all these stories 
you know are legit if he's willing to mm-hmm. express what he saw and what he felt and everything. So. Yeah. And I really, I genuinely don't understand why, I guess it's specifically Christianity. I don't, I don't know about other aspects uh, yes, or other religions. He is Christian. Yeah. I, I guess, I don't know why Christianity is so um, against the idea of ghosts. That like is it in the Bible somewhere? I, you know, I wouldn't be the person to ask, even though I was in the church and stuff for ten years of my yeah. life, which I'm only twenty six, so it's a long time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Um, not that much would of just a... be my guess. Yeah, I, I don't know that's, specific. You could, if there's something where you're like, hmm, that sounds weird. It's probably a, they just read it in the Bible somewhere and they're like, or yep. interpret it somehow. I don't, yeah, I don't know yeah, exactly yeah, why. That's true. That. Um, but yeah, it seems or like. maybe it's a, well, I was talking to my dad with his, my dad actually after work today when I got these stories because I've heard these stories multiple times. So I wanted to make sure I got everything like chronologically right mm-hmm. and everything. I was talking to him about it and he said, Hannah, do you believe in those orbs things? And I was like light anomalies yeah and i was like do you mean like light orbs or whatever he's like yeah those i was like yeah and he's like why and basically i explained (laughs) yeah (laughs) that seems like he was leading you into that yeah well then i explained how which i got i kind of got him here he Mm, started getting mm -hmm. on my level because he's a science teacher and so i started talking about energy and how energy can't be created nor destroyed Mm -hmm. and so when our we die obviously our matter is our body but Mm -hmm. then the energy that we have it has to go somewhere yeah and so i was saying how i think it being energy it can turn into different forms of energy so you can Mm -hmm. see it as a light you could see it like through electricity you can see it through like radio you know there's all different types of like the light in your parents bathroom yeah that too yeah Uh, oh yeah yeah that's a whole Um, thing but anyway so that that's my theory on what those orbs are and stuff it's someone's energy yeah and so then my dad was saying basically there's heaven and hell when you die you go one or the other so like there's not really an in-between type thing so Mm -hmm. i wonder if that's why they don't necessarily believe in ghosts yeah it's because you're either up there or down there yeah there shouldn't be anything in the middle i guess i've never really um gotten the church's belief or like interpretation on purgatory because Mm -hmm. i guess that's if you go at it from that like religious angle that's really what it is like in all these like ghost show or like ghost hunting or investigative shows that we watch all the Mm -hmm. time they basically are are telling you that it's it's just a soul that feels like it has some kind of unfinished business or it can't it can't move on to whatever's after they don't Mm -hmm. they i guess they don't really specifically say heaven or hell but there definitely are a lot of religious aspects to it Mm -hmm. um especially when they get into like demon type things um those very specifically get into like heaven and hell but when when it comes to demons it seems very black and white they're like okay you need to go back to hell where you came from or something well sometimes they say that but um but then in other things it's vague yeah yeah so yeah i don't know It, it all seems very gray in a lot of ways which is that's just what it is it is so yeah we're actually going to get into our our kind of spooky stories now you with a few from your dad so i think you have more than me Mm -hmm. do you want to go first sure okay uh i have three stories one's kind of a weird type of thing Mm -hmm. and then i have one that's kind of in the middle that's getting a little more spooky and then one that's 
outrageous. Okay. So, and I'm going to sip whiskey while you tell these stories. The mm-hmm. whiskey that you just bought me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my first one, my dad was, all of these take place around, I guess they're all in college. My dad's in college for all of these. And he went to Muskingum College. Muskingum University, well, baby. Muskingum University. Oh, now. sorry. It was Muskingum College, college back the then. So that's how I Go just know of it. Yeah. Um, so my dad was in college and I think it was his junior year, he said. Junior or senior. I don't know. Probably junior. <laughs> He's in college. <laughs> He's in college. Whatever it is. Well, he was a resident director. So he mm. ran the dorms, was like, whatever. So his dorm and a dorm that connected to his, him and the other resident director, Shelly, were really good friends. They were Sup, both. Shelly? Yeah. My dad's like, can I, when I, like, are you recording me? Can I use names? I was like, I'll just use first names. And even if it's last <laughs> yeah, names, yeah. no one's listening to this. Yeah. So. No one's going to, no one's going to know who that is. Anyway, him and Shelly were both resident directors. And at night, they would sit at the front desk. Of the, okay. Which this is throwing it back for people that yeah. didn't live back, whatever. So there would be a front desk at dorm rooms, and because there weren't cell phones, there weren't even like landlines in each room, there would be a phone at the main desk that they would answer mm-hmm. and then for, like page that number to whatever floor to that, that hallway to yeah. whoever they were trying to call. So they would, and then also like help any of the students in the dorm if they need anything. Mm-hmm. Like that's weird. Capital had those front desks too, but it was like there was not really anyone there after like five or yeah. something. Yeah, we had them too. It was more just like a, if you need help, we're here to help or whatever. Yeah, but it was different back then. Mm-hmm. So every night they would hang out and do that for a couple of hours, run their front desk, and so they were both in education, doing education majors. So they were good friends. So it's it wasn't like weird. They would like just sit there and shoot the shit really for a Mm -hmm. couple hours my dad was saying he doesn't really remember how it came up but they started talking and were like telling each other kind of weird stories and he told a story about which is another weird story but it's pretty short so i kind of put it into this one he was talking about in middle school he had this really strange dream and could remember it super vividly and he was running through this like forest and over a bridge and whatever so he came to school the next morning and told his best friend, Mark Blazik. Hey, <laughs> Noah, if you're listening. Your uncle. He hey. told Mark, like, this crazy dream that happened to me, you know, whatever. It was so vivid. And they go, in first period, they have language arts. And they go and sit down in English class. And the teacher passes out this paper to read the story. And then they'll talk about it. And they both start reading the story. And they look over at each other. The story that they are reading is my dad's exact dream. And he has never heard of the story. He doesn't know the author. He doesn't know anything about it. Okay. <laughs> so I don't remember hearing this, the, hearing your dad tell this. But. Yeah. Well, it's, that's like all there is to it. So uh-huh. it's just so, weird. Yeah. Okay. So he told Shelly that story, like, oh, this weird, that weird thing happened to me in middle school, whatever. And Shelly said, yeah, I, my family has a really weird story, and I've actually never been able, allowed to tell anyone. Oh God. Because with their her religious views as a family mm-hmm. it whatever happened was too much like we don't want to mess with it we're not telling anyone just forget it just act like it didn't happen yeah so she told him growing up my dad worked third shift at a spark plug factory or whatever okay. and so as it, one does yes so it became a routine every night before he would go to work he would say goodnight to her and her sister kiss their mom goodnight 
and would go off to work. They would go to sleep. And then when he would come back in the morning, he would wake them up before he would go to sleep, basically. Mm -hmm. So that became a routine. And one night, her mom had this really vivid dream, like as vivid as you can possibly imagine, thought it was real. When she woke up, she was very confused, everything. And when her husband woke her up, she was like, honey, I had this really vivid dream. I remember in the middle of the night, I woke up and was like, oh, this is so crazy. I'll remember and tell him in the morning, but I don't remember it now. I, like, I just remember it was uh -huh. super vivid and I don't remember. He's like, it's whatever, fine. If it happens yeah, again, yeah. let me know, tell me what it was, but who cares, whatever. So go on, do their day. The next night he leaves, goes to work, says goodnight. She goes to sleep and exactly at two, 2.30 or whatever is the previous night, she has the same exact dream. And she's mm -hmm. like, okay, same dream, still super vivid. I'll remember it in the morning for sure. Like I will, there's no way I'll forget it now. Goes back to bed. Wakes up the morning when he comes back, wakes her up. She's like, honey, I had that same exact dream. And he's like, okay, what happened? And she's like, I don't remember. Like, I, I can't remember it. Hmm. But I remember even consciously thinking, oh, I it's the second time, whatever. He's like, okay, let's say on off chance this happens a third night. Why don't we put a notepad and pen by your bed? So then if you wake oh, up. now I remember this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, if you wake up in the middle of the night, you can write it down and then read it to me in the morning. Yeah. Whatever. If you can't remember it. She's like, okay, fine. Again, goes off to work. She goes to bed, wakes up at the same exact time that night with the dream. And she's like, oh, my notepad. I'm going to do that. I'm going to write it all down. She writes, ends up writing her whole dream, reads over it, makes sure everything's to the T perfect. It's seven pages front and back of like those big yellow legal pads, like notepads. Yeah. Writes it all, reads it over multiple times, makes sure she gets all of the details. And she's like, all right, puts it down on her nightstand, goes back to bed, wakes up in the morning when he comes home. And she says, honey, I had that dream and I wrote it down like you told me to on this pad. He's like, okay, great. Let's read it to me. What'd you do? She grabs a pad and they both look at it together and all seven pages front and back are in this hieroglyphic language and symbols that she does not know. She doesn't has no idea what she's looking at. Hell I, no. And she won't when she wrote it, she remembers reading it front and back over and over, make sure she didn't forget anything. She didn't want to have this happen again <laughs> yeah. where her Jesus. husband would come home and she's like, Oh, I don't remember. Oh. So all seven pages front and back were in some hieroglyphic weird language that she had no idea what it was. It was totally random. And so what happened was being in a religious family, they burnt the notebook because they thought oh, it was either like yeah, Satan or something coming through her dreams and they didn't want to have anything to do with it. Whereas my dad and I, when we hear, when we talk about the story, we're like, we would have taken it to OSU's language department and tried to have someone yeah, like decipher no it, you yeah. know, whatever. But yeah, Shelly's like, yeah, I, my parents like don't ever want me to tell that story because, you know, associated with maybe the devil talking sure, or sure, whatever. Sure. But yeah. She woke up in the middle of the night and wrote seven front and back huge pieces of paper in a whole different symbol language and has no idea. Still doesn't know what the dream is, doesn't remember. Holy but shit. Yeah. That's insane. Isn't it? Yeah. So, who knows? That's my first, like, weird spooky. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, that's a good one. I vaguely remember him telling that now. And, that like, for some reason when I hear stories like this, it makes me feel in such a way that like i think i'm just gonna start crying i don't know yeah. why though there's no like there's no reason for me to be like that upset or something you know what i mean like, like I whether guess, it's yeah. scary anxious you know whatever. yeah maybe it is just like the anxiety of it 
They get worse from there? Yeah. Oh, that was just like... That's, I mean, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> um, we get right. into some seeing stuff and yeah, stuff, yeah. you know? Um, all right. I have, I have two pretty good ones. Um, I'm, I don't know which one to tell first. Start with the house one. The house one? Okay. Yeah, the photos. Um, so, like we if said earlier. No, he's a real estate photographer. <laughs> I'm a real estate <laughs> photographer. So, I have been in probably 400 to 500 different houses. At least. That Yeah. I would say that's pretty conservative uh, of an estimate. And this is the only time this has ever happened in any of those houses. And I'm someone who believes... who like 100% believes in this stuff like mm-hmm. thinks it is real but this is the the first actual encounter with anything like this that I have ever had so uh, I'm in this house in kind of an old part of Columbus um, a, a lot of Columbus has these really really old like early 1900s late 1800s Victorian style um, houses they're super super old so there's just no telling how many of these I've gone into that are haunted, but this is the only actual experience I've had in a house. So I am, I, I go up to the house, I meet the woman. I can't, I don't remember her name at all. So that it doesn't really matter. Um, and she goes, Hey, while you're shooting, I am going to go walk my dog for a little bit and run an errand and I'll be right back, which is pretty common. I go into houses that are either like protected by lockbox and I get the code or whatever, or like no one's home, but she was, she I'll was there. Out of your hair, I'll like, yeah, yeah. She was just like there. She was like, I'll just get out for a little bit and you do your thing and I'll be back in a little bit. And I was like, all right, cool. So um, I'm going to the house. It definitely, you can definitely tell that it's super old. And this is, this is the first time in my life that I had the genuine, not like a fear, but a genuine belief that there was someone else there. Yeah, with a me, bit of a dissettling feeling. Yeah, like I felt like there is someone feeling. here watching me, and I can't. I I just don't know like what it is. There were like a couple weirdly placed mirrors, and I'm like, I'm scared to like look it's in the mirrors. I'm like, yeah, it's a portal. <laughs> um, that so I'm I just feel really weird. I'm still down on the first floor, so I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. Um, eventually I go up to the second floor, and things. That's when things like kind of start to get super weird. So. I'm in one of the bedrooms um, trying to shoot, you know, just like this pretty normal angle of a bedroom, whatever. Um, and I I hear downstairs what I think is a like a child laughing or like a uh, maybe not laughing, but like a like a little girl saying something. That's what I specifically remember is like a very like a toddler or, or you know, voice. maybe yeah, super young girl voice saying something downstairs and i'm like um that's that's weird um you know it is like during the day so maybe you know maybe whatever maybe i just heard something or maybe there's someone Someone outside outside. or whatever um there was no there were no kids outside when i pulled up to the house you know maybe 10 minutes before this Mm -hmm. so whatever um and then i keep going i was like yeah that's kind of weird um and then here like maybe some knocking downstairs um, definitely heard a ton, a ton of knocking as I'm going through the house, but I'm also thinking like, okay, it's kind of an old house. It might just be creaking, creaking or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I get into the, the master bedroom. Uh, I'm at the foot of the bed specifically, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm at the foot of the bed. So like if you're laying in the bed and you look to the foot of the bed and look to your right, that's the corner of the bed I'm at. I'm taking a shot of this room and my camera, who which has never done this before this, had never done it since, starts to just flip through modes and stuff. Like if you have ever messed with any kind of like Canon or Nikon camera. Just going through settings. Yeah, it's just going, it's just flipping through all the settings and then eventually it just shuts off. Um, and that's when I start to like really feel like, mm-hmm. okay, I feel like there is like someone's standing next to me or something like that. Like it's just that weird feeling that you feel some kind of energy next mm-hmm. to you. And um, I'm like even I'm calling like my boss, Jeff and stuff and like trying to figure out I'm like, hey, this camera just like stopped working and stuff. Um, I, I was like, I don't I don't really know what to do. And he's like, all right, I'll call you back in a minute. And I'll try to f- um, maybe get another one and see if I have another one and bring it to you or whatever. Well, I go downstairs and go outside for a minute because mm-hmm. I just felt really weird in this house. And what are you going to do with a not working camera? Yeah, it's like I can't <laughs> really shoot. Second. It's like I'm the, I feel weird in this house and I can't shoot right now, so I'm not going to stick around. So I go outside. Immediately the camera, I, you know, the, immediately the camera starts working fine um, as soon as I exit the house. So I test it a couple times, take a, t- a couple shots outside or whatever just to make sure it's working. I'm like, okay, that's very very weird i guess it's working now i'll go back and finish um so i go back upstairs finish the rest of the upstairs and stuff it's all you know whatever done as as i'm finishing um taking my last couple shots of the basement the because i always go first floor second floor basement mostly because i don't want to go down to the basement and then up two flights of stairs <laughs> that's really why it, that's really all it is um but she gets home um, with her dog and everything, and I've never even considered asking a homeowner this mm-hmm. because I don't want to scare anybody or whatever. But I asked her, and she was super nice, and I was like, have you ever had any um, supernatural experiences in this house? Um, and she said, no, but if you did, can you please tell me? And I was like... Like genuine and like yes, she heartwarming. Was, yes, she was not like not scared. Yeah, she was like, please, I really, really want to know, because before I tell her the story, mm-hmm. she said, my husband a few years ago, my husband of I think like fifty years or something, mm-hmm. died in our bedroom at the foot of the bed, mm-hmm. right there where I was taking that shot. Yeah, and it's and I was like. This is so ridiculous mm-hmm. already. And then she tells me that in the, I think the 1890s or maybe early 1900s, a little girl, maybe six years old, mm-hmm. died of polio on on a couch in the living room downstairs, mm-hmm. which is where I thought I heard that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you are not going to fucking believe what yeah. just happened to me. And so I told her everything that happened, and she couldn't have been like I'm like freaked out, I'm like terrified. Yeah. Um, but she like couldn't have been happier. She was like, "I think my that's my husband. Here. Like yeah. I think I think he's here." Okay. So that that it, by the end of it was very um, like kind of a heartwarming experience. Yeah. But I was like, "No, wait." She confirmed it before I even said anything, mm-hmm. and I was like, "There's just no like, that's the craziest thing ever." And this was probably as I was starting to watch any kind of like ghost adventures or whatever yeah, with you because I never watched it. any of that before I met you mm-hmm. and I just couldn't I couldn't believe it. So that's my 
That's my house story. Your house story. Yeah. It's Ooh. still like it gives like my whole my legs are chilled up and everything like I'm I have chills all over the place. Yeah, when I tell stories like this, we mm. always end up cutting it out. But I literally have, will have to take breaks as I'm mm. telling it because my chest just gets so tight because it's just intense. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. My dad, whenever he hates telling these stories because again, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't want to believe that it happened. Oh yeah, it freaks him out. It's He's kind of a scaredy cat, and the fact that it happened, he doesn't like telling it. Even when I was asking him to tell me just that story of the letter, like her writing out in the notepad, he mm. like he's like, my fingers are tingling. I like I'm short yeah. of breath. Like it just it gets to him. The next story, okay. I have my dad was in college. Like I said, the muskies. <laughs> yes, um, his uncle had passed away, mm-hmm. Evansville, Indiana, which is where the funeral would mm. be. Okay. So they drove to the funeral and after the funeral, he was coming back, go back home, but his parents were going to stay out there and help his aunt get situated and figure stuff out because, you know, her husband had just died and whatever. So they stayed behind. He just came back to Columbus by himself. So he was staying in their family home by himself, slept in his bedroom, even though he was at college, you know, whatever bedroom that he grew up in. He Mm -hmm. slept there that night and as he was going to bed he would leave the hallway light on and have his door cracked just mm-hmm. you know just because he doesn't like the dark you know whatever. yeah <laughs> it's I, not hey, same having tvs everywhere to have as your night light is not a thing yeah this is in the 80s mm-hmm. so yeah he would have the hallway light on and his door cracked so it when he would lay in his bed he could see the light shining on one of his walls so yeah. he's laying there about to go to sleep and he sees a figure of a man, a shadow, in the light, as if someone's standing in his doorway. So he looks at his doorway, there's no one there, and the shadow's gone. So he's like, okay, this is weird, you know, as someone, he gets up, he says hello, maybe his parents came back early, mm-hmm. maybe a friend came over for some reason, didn't call, no one's in the house. Oh, I wish this were the end of it. <laughs> it just keeps going. So he, growing up, he was around guns they use guns recreationally mm-hmm. in our family and so my grandfather yes my grandfather has a big safe with guns and so he's like you know what i don't feel safe right now someone i think was in my home like he doesn't believe in spirits or whatever so he's like i think someone was here they're mm-hmm. not here anymore so he goes and he gets a gun he's like i'll just sleep with it by my bed if something happens so he gets a gun goes back to sleep fine Wakes up the next morning, whatever. Does his thing. The next night, again, leaves the lights on in the hallway, goes to bed, doesn't see a shadow, fine, going to sleep. And then a smoke detector goes off in the hallway. And he's like, batteries are dead. I got to change it, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like it's going off or it's just like beeping? It's like beeping like every minute. Oh, like, like, the, like, battery. like the battery. Oh, okay, is okay, dead. okay, okay. I see. So that happens. He takes it out he's like okay whatever another one goes off in the kitchen he's like okay we put the batteries in at the same time they're all dying all at once or whatever mm-hmm. takes the batteries out in the kitchen one goes back to bed laying in bed did he replace the batteries with them? no he just took them out okay like, i'm just gonna take them out with no batteries in either of those they then both start chirping again and this is before like smoke detectors where they are wired through your ceiling. Yeah, the technology's not really there yet. Even if there aren't batteries in it, it's still able to work. Like, no, these aren't 
just pieces of plastic on your ceiling. <laughs> with batteries in yeah, them. Yeah. Without batteries now. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. And yep, so he's laying true. in bed and both of those smoke detectors start chirping without any power to it. So eventually the smoke detectors just stop and he's able to go to bed. But uh-huh. he always feels like maybe he... I'll preface, not really preface, I'm in the middle of the story, but his uncle who passed away, he never really got along with him. Not that they really butted heads, but his uncle was a pretty stern man and would yell when he would get angry. Whereas my dad mm-hmm. grew up in a household where yelling was not a thing. So he, his uncle, Ronnie, yeah. kind of scared him a little. Your grandparents like, are not yellers. No. So he didn't really like Ronnie that much because he would yell and he was kind of aggressive like that. So he never really liked him. So to this day, he still thinks Ronnie was like messing with the smoke detectors, like his spirit somehow or something. And he was Mm -hmm. standing in the doorway. I can see it. But anyway, he woke up the next morning and he's like, you know what? My parents still aren't going to be back yet. I don't want to spend the night alone again in this house. So I'm going to call my friend Scott, who works at the Ohio State Fair. It was currently like fair season. And, and his parents had moved up into Dublin, which is like just a suburb outside of Columbus. But with Scott working at the fair all day, my dad's house was closer to the fair than it would to drive all the way to Dublin. So he's like, yep. hey, Scott, just spend the night with me. So you don't, you know, mm-hmm. not really telling Scott why he doesn't want to spend the night alone, but saying, hey, instead of having to drive all the way up there, you can just come spend the night at my house. My parents aren't home, whatever. And then you don't have to wake up as early to go to the fair. Yada, yada, yada. So Scott's like, yeah, sure, whatever. When I get off get off my shift at the fair, I'll come over. Mm. I'll shower and then we can go get dinner or something. So Scott comes over. He's going to hop in the shower. My dad says, hey, I'm going to go pick up our friend Katie. Katie Ledman. Hey. Yes. Go pick up Katie. And then when I come back, you'll be out of the shower and we can go get dinner. So Scott's getting in the shower. My dad leaves to go get Katie. When my dad comes home and walks in the garage door, when you walk in from the garage, you go straight into their living room. And as soon as they look straight at the couch, which is right in front of them, they see Scott sitting draped in a towel, dripping wet on the couch, as white as a sheet, just shaking. My dad's like, Scott, what is going on? Like, what? You're supposed mm. to shower and be ready. We're going to dinner. He's like, I was showering and I put the trash bin in the door so it wouldn't shut. So then when I would like get ready and stuff in the mirror, there wouldn't be steam on the mirror. I'd be able to let steam out of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I put the trash can in the door to prop it open. Took a shower. When I moved the shower curtain to get out, the trash can was put back in its spot by the toilet and the door was shut, locked from the inside. Oh, shit. And he's like, I'm getting, I can't stay here. I'm getting out. Like, we're leaving. So my dad's like, yep, that kind of confirms me seeing a shadow figure. Yeah. Smoke detectors going off. That just happened. And with Scott, not even me. Like, so there's a second person. So they all went and got dinner and then they spent the night at another friend's house. (laughs) Dude. Oh, So that's, yeah, that's my dad's second story. And we always joke around that. It was his uncle Ronnie kind mm. of playing tricks at him because he never really liked Ronnie. Is and that's the house that your grandparents still live in. That is the current house that they oh, still live in. <laughs> I don't ever want to go there again. Yeah. Oh, dude. So whenever like a smoke. Because now I can see like I've been in the house. You I know, can exactly, see it. Yeah. Where everything's oh happening. no. So when you walk in the garage, and they're in the living room where nana and pap's chairs are yeah that was a couch on that wall and that's where scott was sitting so as soon as they walked in scott was right there 
And then, oh, yeah, just, no. Yeah. So, oh, dude. So, yeah, whenever growing up, after my dad finally was able to tell me the story, I would always ask for him to tell me stories, but it wasn't until I got older and could probably handle this that he would tell me this. Mm-hmm. But then after he finally told me this, whenever a smoke detector would beep at our house, we're like, oh, Ronnie, would you just yeah. leave us alone? Like, trying yeah. to play it off because my dad, it freaks him out still. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Man, I mean, for somebody who doesn't, like, actively doesn't want to believe in this stuff, Things happen. His stories are insane. <laughs> He's attracted. It's ridiculous. I know. Um, wow. Okay. I, I do vaguely remember worse. that one. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't remember what the third one's going to be. but Once I start it, you'll remember. Yeah, I probably will. Um, all right. I'll go to my last one. Um, this is set at Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum in Vegas. Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. So... We're in Vegas for my cousin Joey's wedding. Almost a year ago. Shout out Joey and Brittany. Last November. My cousin Joey and his and his wife Brittany are getting married in Vegas, so we go out there for like a day or two. Yeah. To um, really just for the wedding, and we're big Ghost Adventures fans, so we wanted to go to Zach Bagan's really? Haunted Museum. We've never been to Las Vegas. We probably won't really ever be out here <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, we for really anything. don't have any. The like... wedding's Saturday afternoon, so let's book a tour time for Saturday morning. Yeah. So we we booked a tour time for like this for right when it opened. I think it was like on at Saturday. ten a.m. or something until yeah. like noon, and then we had to go get ready. Yeah. So we we did that. That really that was the only full day that we were there. We get in Friday night, get up Saturday morning, and go do this. So um, we love Ghost Adventures and have always heard or have seen like things that Zach has done about his haunted museum. Mm-hmm. Really, really wanted to go there. It's huge. Yeah. The tour takes like two hours or yeah. plus, two and a half two, hours. Two and a half hours. Um, and we did the. The like VIP or it's called the RIP. Yeah, <laughs> all it's access awesome. pass is pretty awesome. Um, it's a little extra money, but if you ever go, do it. it yeah, it's literally like thirty dollars more per ticket or something. Like yeah. it's so un, it's like and you get a t-shirt with cheap. it. Yeah, yeah. And you get an extra t-shirt. Basically, you, you pay for the shirt. Yeah, really. Pretty much, yeah, but you get extra. You can see extra. I'll say exhibits, but extra mm-hmm. parts of the museum that otherwise you wouldn't see. Yeah, one of one of them, just for reference, is literally a pitch black tunnel where you cannot see anything. You have to crawl through. Yes. A pitch black tunnel the size of your body. It's like and nothing maybe more. A three by three foot, if yeah. that tunnel that like goes from one room to another. Terrifying, and that's early on, yeah. super early on. So, anyways, anyway. this this haunted museum, it's. It's the coolest thing ever. He has haunted artifacts that he has bought, collected from people all over the world. And um, even like the Dybbuk box, the, um, what's one of the dolls? The, um, shoot. Is it, Tommy is the it Peggy? Peggy. Is it Peggy? Peggy the doll oh, is there. There's a bunch of stuff there. There's a bunch of them. So anyway. the, ha- the most haunted artifacts in the world. Well, we get to this part where our group is in, we're in a group of 12. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two um, all-access exhibits at this part in the tour that they split. They always split the group up and like, hey, half of you go here, half of you go here, and then switch. So we are in a weird part, and this is just a super old house. It's like the first actual home that was built on what became the Vegas Strip, mm-hmm. um, and then became a law office. They built a little section onto it, but basically, it's a super, super, super old house with like an attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, they so at one point um you break off and one exhibit is um 
is a in a closet. <laughs> yeah, literally in a closet. You walk in. Only a couple people can fit in here. Mm-hmm. There's a little walkway and a and a, a short wall separating you from the exhibit. And it is a haunted, supposedly haunted guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the kid was 17. He was a 13 year old. Oh, 13. That's way worse. This guitar, singing to the devil, like doing devil yes. worship, and he died. Yeah, they found him dead with the guitar guitar in his hands. Laying on him. So we go in there, we're looking at that, and then um, somewhere in us, and it's just her and I in this room at this Mm -hmm. point, um, there's a little like gnome or something sitting right next to it. It's to the right. It's like it's sitting in a glass case, kind of like eye level, and then Uh down on the ground to the right is this. how I would think of it is like if you were to see an old school wooden Pinocchio doll. Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, one of those old school like wood maker made. It's like kind of like a doll like that, like just yeah. standing there at the bottom. Yeah. And it's and it looks almost like a almost like a garden gnome, but it has this really shitty look on its face. Yeah. And it's, it's look and it's looking at you like, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. Like you want to hear some shit, you know? And sure. I. I don't realize I'm doing this, but I am staring at this gnome or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, he's not paying attention. He, like, looked at the guitar and was like, oh, okay. And then looked down at the gnome and uh-huh. he was just, like, entranced. Yeah. And I, I was, was like, okay, con- there are other people that want to get in here. Like, let's yeah, get going. Yeah, so she's trying to, like, get me out, um, you know, like, move me along to the next thing. And I'm just, like, kind of staring at it. And then she, you know, she ushers me out. And I'm like, all right, let's, you know, whatever. Um, and then the, the thing, like when we switch exhibits and we go down to the basement, mm-hmm. this tiny little basement mm-hmm. in this old ass house, which when it was a law office, the, the people who worked in that office wouldn't go down there alone. Mm-hmm. They refused. Weird stuff happened down there. Yes. So when you go down there, it's very tight, small area. Mm-hmm. And there is, um, you walk down, down the steps through a really short hallway and into kind of like an open, you know, six by six ish foot room. Yeah. And there's a pentagram on the floor Mm -hmm. um, with candles around and stuff like that. Already creepy, but they, I mean, they put that there, but they put the candles there and stuff. The pentagram is there from when people broke into the house before it was a law office and would do rituals down there. Yeah. So that's why people in the law office wouldn't go down there is because weird stuff was down there from people doing Mm -hmm. rituals. But the pentagram is still in paint on the ground. Yes. Okay. So then, besides all that, there is what they call a spirit box, Mm -hmm. a a live spirit box playing, Mm -hmm. which all a spirit box is, it's a little puck and it scans radio frequencies because they believe that spirits communicate through radio frequencies mm-hmm. so it basically is continually it's scanning white noise and, of different pitches basically until yeah. like a spirit allegedly can tap into it and speak mm-hmm. through it yeah so i don't know what the science is behind that at all but it seems yeah. to they seem to get intelligent responses out of it on the show whatever um so they're playing at the time it's a live feed in the basement and just, you didn't know that it was live at the time. Yeah. And I did. Because they have like spooky kind of mood music through the whole entire museum. Yeah. So I just remember hearing kind of that. And then when you go down into the basement, it's dark. It's like very like ominous. It's kind of disorienting. It's like, yes. Like it's, and it's like kind of, it's supposed to be like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And so what I was hearing, I just figured was part, part of the audio that they would play like really loud, like disorienting music or whatever. Mm-hmm. And not until I came back up, did I realize like, Oh, that was a spirit box that was sweeping the entire yeah. time we were down there. And 
there were voices coming yeah, through. Yeah, there were things coming through. And I, I don't remember what anything was said out of it. I couldn't really make anything out. But essentially, we just walked out. I'm the last person in line. You walk down, walk into the room, walk around the pentagram, and walk back through the hallway and back up the stairs. Yeah, that's Hannah's right in front of me. <laughs> that's literally you the whole down, thing. You go down, you walk in a circle in a six by six room, and then come right back up. Yes. So I'm last in line, um, and I'm already very just completely out of it from the gnome thing mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like completely lost my my brain is is fuzzy i don't really know yeah uh, i'm very disoriented which i think is part of you know like you said part of the whole thing mm-hmm. but um but then we are leaving the room to go back toward the stairs and walk up mm-hmm. and um you're right in front of me mm-hmm. and i feel something rush me mm-hmm. from from behind and it's very dark down there. You can't really see anything, but I just feel like something is like on my back. I can yeah. like almost, I can Trying feel it again you. right now. Yeah. yeah. Like I can feel like it's pushing me. So and I, suddenly I am up against you and I'm like, something's on me. Like, go, go. He like runs and, up to me and like grabs me and I can tell like he's startled, like, you know, like he's freaked out and I don't even know what's happening. And he's just like, go. And so I just let him go in front of me. Cause like, obviously yeah. like he wa- he needs to get out of there. So yeah. I just like let him go in front of me and then we go up the stairs. Yeah. So, wh- so then I-, I was left. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like as we hit the stairs, you let me go in front of you. And I, I just was completely, um, re- terrified by that. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a really, really terrifying experience. Um, and Again, the- I can't really speak to if it really was something. Obviously, I don't know for sure. But all I all I can tell you is I felt like something mm-hmm. rushed up behind me really hard. Um, and so I just had to get out of there. And then so for the next few exhibits. Well, before that, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh-huh. As soon as we got up to the stairs and our tour guide was like, okay, now we're going to go off to the next thing. Everyone's here, whatever. After you had just jumped on me, basically, and I let you go, I'm like, Tyler, what happened? Like, what why did you do that? Why were you so freaked out or whatever? And you would not talk to me. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't look me in the eye. You would just look at the ground and wouldn't say anything. And I was like, what mm-hmm. the hell is going on? Like, yeah, you're like not mm-hmm. here. Yeah. I, I was not, I was not there and I was at like, all. Okay. Maybe he's just like annoyed or, you know, so he thought about something and now he's like kind of like mm-hmm. fed up with something. Maybe he just doesn't want to talk. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give him some time, whatever to yeah. like brush it over. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't. I I still don't really remember that part. Yeah. You asking me anything afterward, mm-hmm. um, but now we're in this hallway. It's a pretty long hallway, and then basically down the hallway, the next few exhibits, you bounce across the hallway to a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't remember the next maybe thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, of anything until much later. So mm-hmm. I think after we go into. I can't even remember what the exhibit's called. All no, I know is there's like a cauldron in the middle of the it's room. It's Ed Gein's room. He, oh, okay, yeah. Um, he was the one that would like skin humans and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he had a cauldron in there that is haunted, yeah. like whatever. Um, Allegedly, the people, anybody who has touched this cauldron has died shortly after, yeah. like in the next few weeks. So they have that like cauldron in the middle of the room but and it, i think in glass or whatever but like it's like two um, stories this room like they cut out the ceiling and they made it look like a barn loft oh yeah because yeah. he did a lot of his stuff in a barn right so later on when you express to 
a tour guide how you felt she's like yeah in the barn room and you were like mm. i don't know what you're talking about yeah so we go into that barn room i guess and then we go into one other room yeah, that has something to do with like al capone or something like that Maybe or, I, don't, I don't really remember yeah i don't remember at all um and then we get to a more light-hearted exhibit that has um uh, just stuff artifacts. from like dead celebrities yeah. yeah it has stuff from like elvis madonna whatever mm-hmm. or not madonna sharon tate she, um why am I saying Madonna? What's oh, definitely not Madonna. Marilyn what? Monroe. Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> not Madonna. Jesus. Um, you said Madonna. I didn't even think twice. About yeah, <laughs> yeah. Madonna's dead. Um, break, breaking news. So we get into that room. It's a little more lighthearted, obviously. So I snap out of it mm-hmm. and talk to our tour guide, and she was great. Um, and I was like, um, Do you remember her name? No. Shelby. Really? That was her name? Uh-huh. I don't remember that at all. Um, I was like hey does anyone seem to have any problems with the gnome thing that's in the guitar room um and she's like no not like, that i've as, ever heard of if, or like, whatever i don't like, even know what you're there's a gnome in there like yeah kinda yeah like, Wait, she what? probably doesn't even think about that so um she was like no not that i've ever heard and so i explained to her basically what happened for the last 20 to 30 minutes and she was like um okay this is a part of the tour where we pass you off to someone else, mm-hmm. and and this was the first half. Yeah, she was basically like... She was like, like we, the second half of this gets way worse. Yeah, that's why we were in kind of a lighthearted yeah. air room at that point, was because we were supposed to kind of like recover from anything that we had yeah. just experienced, kind of like get a breath of fresh air before we move on to the second half, which is a lot worse. Yeah, because the second half is like things like... The Dybbuk box, if you've never heard of that, go look it up. The the um, the haunted doll. There's like the there's just, the chair yeah, from the from the exorcism or something. Yeah, exhibits. like crazy, crazy intense stuff. And she was like, so basically, what I had done the whole first half was I was like, I want to see something. <laughs> I want to experience whatever this is. I want you know You're whatever. Like, I'm open. And yeah, so yeah. like the the thinking is, if you leave yourself that open to everything, get you're you. very susceptible to being affected in some way or whatever mm-hmm. so um yeah that's the weirdest um like the craziest ex- personal feeling i've ever had mm-hmm. um with anything like that which it makes sense that it was there because just everything is you know has, uh, is haunting haunted or has something attached mm-hmm. to it in some way but um yeah that's my my haunted museum story yeah terrifying i still think about it sometimes and mm-hmm. it just i don't know but that museum was awesome i want to go back <laughs> Well, it's cool because they switch out the exhibits all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Zach being an ultimate collector, he's constantly getting new things, so he'll switch things out. It's yeah. never the same. Again, shout out Zach Bagans. <laughs> Again. I'm going to be you, Zach, on Saturday for hey. Halloween. So. All right. My last story from my dad. All right. Again, college. Yeah, A lot okay. of shit happened to him. Um, it's his freshman year in college. Um, his friend, they were, him and his friends were at dinner one night in the dining hall and his friend, friend, Frank, who was a year above them, lived in the same dorm as them. He lived a floor below my dad and he lived in room 220, which was a single. Mm -hmm. So he was in it by himself and legend has it at Miss Kingham that in this room 220, a student like hundred years prior had committed suicide in that room okay so that's the legend but now when i remember at, this <laughs> when they were at dinner that night 
his friend Frank was saying like weird things are happening in my room like my blinds will just start going up and down without me touching them my closet door starts opening and closing and so everyone's like okay whatever whatever and my dad he says Frank did drugs back then so no one really found him yeah. very reliable so we're like okay whatever he's seen things whatever he's hallucinating mm-hmm. he's maybe not sober right now so he's making things up whatever so no one really thought anything of it but then after dinner their dining hall was in the basement of their dorm so if you would go up two floors is where frank's room was and then my dad was on the third floor so after dinner all the guys would go up to the second floor and hang out for a couple hours or whatever in the hallway before the guys on the third floor would then go up to their rooms for the night so they would sit in the hallway and line each side of the hallway and kind of put their legs across like a zipper. So it would be one guy on one side and like just mm. a little bit down on the other side. Anyway, so it would be like 12 to 15 of them in the hallway and they would just shoot the shit, talk, whatever. Mm. So they were sitting in the hallway. My dad and his friend were across each other on the very end of all of the guys and they're talking, whatever. And all of a sudden, they both independently they don't say anything to each other they see someone walk into frank's room into 220 and they see it out of the corner of their eye and then they both look at each other and at the same time say who just went into frank's room they're like oh i don't know i don't and so then they look down to all the guys and say hey frank who just went in your room oh frank's there frank is there he's sitting with them okay so they're like hey frank who just went in your room he's like no one why he's like what, someone didn't have to get something out of your room or something? He was like, no. And so Frank gets up, goes in his room and check. He's like, no one's in there, guys. Like, what are you talking about? And my dad and his friend are like, we're not, like, we both independently. It's not like I asked and then he made, like, said just to, like, confer, like, whatever. Like, they both independently out of the corner of their eye saw someone go into Frank's room. And then no one's in there. So... Okay. All this creepy stuff, obviously, is happening. And Frank's like, guys, we got to do a Ouija board in my room. Oh, dude. Like, weird stuff's happening. Apparently, someone just went in my room. They're not in there. So, tomorrow night... What a terrible idea. <laughs> tomorrow night, let's do a Ouija board. And they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of college kids. Yeah. As, as I've mentioned, my dad, growing up in a very religious household, his mom, my grandma, always no, told no. him do not mess with that yeah and my dad thinks that she had an experience herself which she just passed away a couple months ago so we'll never know my dad's like i wish i would have could have gotten it out of her somehow Mm -hmm. but he's like the way she was so adamant about do not ever mess with a ouija board she had to have experienced something herself somehow we miss dan we miss dan yeah maybe she's listening right now yeah (laughs) and um so my dad's like I'm not, there's no way my mom is adamant about it. I don't have any interest in it or whatever. So my dad, he had the next night when they planned on doing it, he had a night class from Mm -hmm. seven to 9 PM. It was once a week and it happened to be the night. So he's like, seven to nine. That's brutal. And my dad was talking to me when he was telling me, (laughs) do you know what class it was? It was audio visuals. Okay. And he literally would learn how to glue like foam to walls and stuff. For like audio to like soundproof yes so he's like i literally spent two hours a week learning how to glue to make sure things wouldn't fall off a wall wow but anyway okay. so he's like oh well, i have a class like sorry i'm not gonna be able to make mm-hmm. it that was kind mm-hmm. of his excuse so the next day he goes to class 
And on his way up to his room, because they're on the second floor, he lives on the third floor. He's like, I'll just stop by and see if they're still in there. Like, I doubt it. It's been two hours or whatever. They're probably not in there. He goes to the door and he hears them inside. So he knocks on the door and like sees what's going on. And they're like, Mark, it's working. Like, this is working right now. It's talking to us. Like, come on and come sit inside. And so my dad's- He wasn't fud yet? No, I don't think he was fud yet. Okay. I've never no, heard where he, that no, came he, from. No, he wasn't Fud. Fud okay. was his nickname growing up from my parents. Or from his parents. Because oh. he was known as Fuddy Duddy. Because he was... That's where it comes from? Yeah. All right. And then, so then growing up, he was always known as Fud. But once he got to college, they didn't mm-hmm. know him really yet. Because he'd only been there like a month or two. Okay. So, yeah, he was still Mark at that point. Okay. But, um, so he comes in and he's like, okay, I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to participate ask questions i'll just sit on the bed they're all on the ground like doing it i'll just Mm -hmm. kind of watch so it'll be fine so he goes in they start asking questions again and it's going to random letters and numbers and not making any sense and if they ask a question where you're supposed to answer a word it'll say no and it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. so my dad's like you guys are lying you're making this up like you just said it's working now nothing's happening and they're like, no, it, we swear it was just answering our questions. And they say, why are you no longer working? And then as they're touching the little piece or whatever, mm-hmm. it spells out D-I-S-B-E-L-I-E-V-E-R, which spells disbeliever. Holy shit. Yeah. So my wow. dad's like, okay, you push that, like whatever. In his head, he's like, yeah, right. And so then they said, well, who is the disbeliever? And it goes M-A-R-K, which is my dad's name, Mark. And so then they Whoa. look they look up at him and they're like, you, like, Mark, like, do you not believe in this? My dad's like, no, you guys are making this up. Like, it wasn't answering anything. And now all of a sudden it's spelling this and saying me like, yeah, right. No way. They're like, we swear it was answering our questions. And you come in and it starts going crazy. And I was saying that you don't believe in it. And it's like, fine. It still sounds like him, by the way. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so my dad's like, fine. The only way to be able to prove that this is really working, well, if you can answer questions that only I know the answers to. Okay. <laughs> so then he says, I oh, want to know both death dates of my grandfathers. I'll go out in the hallway. You ask your questions and come get me when you get the answers. And mind you, this is 1986. So this is before any internet like you can't you can't look it he up didn't, he didn't give them their names he just said my grandfather's what are their death dates that's all he said so you can't there's no way you can figure this out i'm gonna throw up <laughs> so he goes out in the hallway he's like fine come get me whatever like five seven minutes later they open the doors and they say november 3rd 1984 august 7th 1985 and my dad was like are you kidding me no way, dude. Those are both of his grandfather's death dates. No. So he goes back in and like it's like, okay, this is weird. Like what's like I don't really want to be here much longer. Like obviously like something's kind of real. There's no way they would know that. No one knows me. No one knows me from back home. You know, nothing. So then they're still kind of doing it and they ask, Who is this? And it spells out Lucifer. Holy shit. And my dad was like okay no i'm done with this or whatever and so yeah, as soon that's as it says that the guys kind of like took their hands off of it and were like whoa i don't know if i want to do this and so when they took their hands off the piece that you put your fingers on that moves around kind of fell off the board so it wasn't completely on the board it was like kind of on the ground kind of on the board uh-huh. one of the legs was sticking off and after they like moved their hands back real fast and it slid over 
all of a sudden it just hopped back up on the board by itself without anyone touching it. Holy shit. And just like, and as soon as my dad saw that, he's like, I'm going up to my room. Have fun. Do yeah. whatever you need. Yeah. To do. I'm Talk done. to you later. So yeah, that's no. my dad's Ouija board story. <laughs> Dude. I, I mean, I just like, I don't know how, if, if really something like that happens to you like very very physical evidence like that like obviously my in my two cases they were very like you know it, one was like during the day and mm-hmm. you know I wasn't necessarily in any like it didn't seem harmful or like a like a mean spirit or something like or you know whatever it is mm-hmm. and then one was like on a structured tour with other people around me so I was kind of in different like controlled environments yeah. but like that it, that's in the place that you sleep. Mm-hmm. That's like, wh- what are you going to do? Get away from it yeah. and like not sleep there anymore or whatever. Like, I don't know. I would never, I would never sleep again. I mean, I remember always being so scared of these, just like things like this when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, my dad was, I was going over the story with him this afternoon, making sure I got all the details right and everything. Cause I knew all the pieces. I just couldn't remember exactly like the order of everything. Um, and he mentioned how he thinks Nana had a Ouija experience somehow for how yeah. she was so adamant. My mom was sitting there with us and I was like, didn't you have, didn't you do a Ouija or something? Cause my mom was kind of a reckless teenager. Yeah, she was. <laughs> and I, was I like, love I your mom's like, stories. And I was, like, I, remember, I was like, mom, I vaguely remember you mentioning once upon a time you did it a Ouija and didn't it spell dad's name? And she said, yeah, I asked it in her basement of her house. They were doing it. She was doing it with her sister and like some friends. And they asked, she asked, like, who am I going to marry? And it spelled out M-A-R-K-J-O-H. And then she's like, no, 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 stop. I don't want to know anymore. No way. So it spelled out Mark Jaw instead of Johnston. I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah. And she was like, no, I don't want to know anymore. Like, leave it up to fate or whatever. I'm like, okay, that's coming up to like, that's not, That's... that's psychic like that's future reading how like that's mm-hmm. coming into you a know, whole different yeah, predestination and all this yeah that's stuff and yeah yeah mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah but i will obviously from these stories never touch one never absolutely not man i don't know i was just gonna say we should do one <laughs> Do you, first of all, my dad would kill me. <laughs> yeah, Second pissed. of all, that is one thing that I will listen to Nan on. Yeah, that's fair. Not one thing. I listen to most things that Nan yeah. say. But no, I have no interest. Mm. Like, yeah, I have interest just because, like, I'm interested in those type of things. But I have no interest of any percent chance being in contact with something evil. No, thank you. Man, I gotta say, I'm kind of interested. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's why you fucking got shooed by a demon <laughs> in the bottom of the haunted museum. Because yeah. you're too open to it. I'm open to learning about it and watching other people and listening to stories. I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. I personally do not want to talk to Lucifer. Sorry. Yeah, that that I get. I get Just that. Just like when we're watching yeah. currently 28 Days Haunted on netflix oh, man. right now yeah, i forgot about that and there's that. this one girl who is a sensitive maybe psychic medium possibly i don't remember exactly what her title is yeah but they're basically the other guys she's in the house with are like you need to look into this mirror and go into a portal to be able to figure out what happened in this house or whatever and she's like no oh, that is my yeah, one yeah. thing is i won't look into mirrors and portals because i did it once 
and it really fucked me up. Like something evil was trying to attach to me and that's where I draw my line. So yeah, sorry. I draw my line at evil things (laughs) trying to possess me. You don't know it's going to be evil though. The chance, I said. (laughs) Okay, then you're right, you're right. So no, sorry, Tyler, if you want to do a Ouija, which if you do, there will be a big major contention on our marriage, but I will not be doing it with you. Oh boy. All right. I mean, I'm not going to risk our marriage over it, but I am interested. We did it once when I was a kid and it was like with my sister and one of her friends or whatever. And it like, stupid. she asked it like how many kids she was going to have. And it said like six or something like that. So, I mean, she's halfway there. So (laughs) sorry, Wes, Wes. (laughs) but, uh, yeah. So, um, all right. I mean, those were, those are so good. And those are um, really my stories. Yeah, those are all. Shout out to Fud. He just has intense stories. Yeah. Um, but I make him tell me them all the time, and he was like, like Hannah, no. Yeah. It like makes me shake when I tell yeah. them. Stop making me tell them. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you, when we post this, we'll post some clips and stuff on Instagram, I'm sure, or like yeah. on TikTok and Reels and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, share your ghost stories with us. Yeah. We'd love to share some. Um, but like we discussed earlier, this does come out on Halloween (laughs) on Monday. So happy Halloween. Um, and yeah, we will, uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.